0: Hey, Story Show listeners, Jenny here.
1: Along with Jeremy. And Angie. And Shane. I just want to welcome you, Jenny, to this. Um, you you listen to me do this all the time and, and usually roll your eyes, but here you are introducing not, this
0: show. I do not roll my eyes at you. <laughs> I listen like an adoring wife. <laughs> no, not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was a in Not your mouth. really. <laughs> you are supportive. I'm I'm yeah. supportive but with reservation I guess because I usually want to listen, but then when you're like, oh listen to it again, I'm like, no. Well usually
1: what no, I do is I, I say, Hey, listen to this part, I edited it and it makes Angie sound really funny. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I love
0: that part. And that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good.
1: Jenny's joining us today because we're featuring her story from January's Give Me Shelter story show, and it was actually the closing story from that show.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun night. It was a fun night. down. Yeah. You did. You know, you end with so much energy at the end of um, the story show. I always feel like there should be like this big party (laughs) at the end. Like we should be, you know, we should be getting together. It's kind of like after kids are in a play or something and they've got all this extra energy. Are we going to start having cast, cast parties? parties? I, know, should, I feel we like a cast a, party is really, on the horizon we here. We really should have a cast party. because we don't,
1: don't we have cast because
0: parties? Because we're both introverted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but done. No, I'm but done. when you're done, Don't you just feel like processing with everybody? You're like, oh, and did you notice this? Did you notice that? And you kind of want someone to evaluate you or like talk about what worked, what didn't work, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But mostly just tell me all the good
2: things. (laughs) Shayna,
1: I seem to remember you asking your son to do just that after one story show. Tell me what you liked about me or something. <laughs> oh, okay. A uh, famous line in our house is like,
3: enough about me, let's talk about you. What do you think of me?
2: <laughs> uh,
3: my kids use that a lot now. <laughs> Your story was about traveling and you traveling overseas with Jeremy and some interesting experiences. And so, uh, do you have like a plethora of those stories or? Do you and Jeremy just have the one European story
4: and that's where you knocked it out of the park? Have you stopped traveling with them all together?
0: You know, to be honest, I think when... we're alone again when we're empty nesters i can see us traveling more together but i found the idea of traveling with kids really crazy and not something i really wanted to do
1: and we have friends who've traveled all over the world with their kids and seem to really enjoy it
0: <laughs> but right but it doesn't me, seem I mean, like as much I, fun no i mean uh, i and our kids are old enough now that we really could yeah. travel with them now and yeah. it would be fun they're at the optimal age, actually, for doing this and enjoying it. But when kids are little and it's they have hard. needs, I don't want to have to deal with their needs and have fun. And I'm spending all this money on travel. Right. And why yeah. are we? What is the deal Why are we vacations? looking for Having chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets? You know, well, yeah. it's
3: so much pressure. We took a Disney. Like, have
0: fun! Have fun! We
3: did this Disney cruise thing, which is so much more than ever my parents ever did for me. And uh, our kids are nine and ten, or nine and eleven at the time. And we saw all these families with babies. They were
2: right.
3: like two parents and three babies all under the age of six on this Disney cruise that cost them thousands of They're dollars. They're not probably. going to remember. The kids are not going to remember no. anything. And all I watched were these stressed out parents the whole time. And I thought, that is the opposite of what no. I wanted on yeah. vacation. They won't and remember. So, we waited. Yeah. so the waiting part is really smart. Yeah, right
4: We here. went on a Disney cruise and you know what my kid remembers? Hmm. Pinocchio pizza. You could get unlimited slices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he <everybody> was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you asked my kids, they would remember the food as well.
4: <laughs> yeah, like you could just walk up any time of right. day and they'd hand you pizza. There's people
3: handing
1: you food in every <laughs> corner. We were planning uh, a family trip this summer. We we're doing two shorter vacations, and and one is to Chicago. And when I we were Chicago. talking about it. Uh, one of our daughters said well i don't want to go to chicago we've already done chicago she was four when we did chicago and and she doesn't uh, remember all she
2: remembers about
1: it
0: really is being really hungry on on the train because we took the train there so again the food you know this is what's important is what they remember having full bellies and you know but going back to that
1: idea of like that there are things to check off the list Mm -hmm. like she's already been to chicago so got to go somewhere else. Even. I mean,
0: it is cool when people do the whole, oh, I'm going to do the whole, all the states with you, my Are kids. you going to shoot it's for 48 states? You we did it that. last summer. Yeah. We okay. hit it. Yeah. yeah. And that is a really cool thing. Yeah.
3: But you we have? Went. You've been to all 48 states with your son? Yep. That's amazing.
0: Isn't yeah.
2: that cool? Go, it was a lot just, of work. You know, the, yeah. The other two right? are just a plane cool. right away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so show him that
1: Jenny and I took our family to Portland and Oregon a a few couple, two summers ago, I think. And you guys were going out West at the same time and I'm following you are making some posts on social media and stuff. And I'm like, holy crap, they already did Portland. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
4: yeah. And
1: and we're just putting along, you know. I'm pretty
4: sure Portland for us was donuts at a bookstore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You hit the big stuff.
4: Yep, we (laughs) were like, pals and voodoo, see you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, both That's not true. My husband's a huge skateboarding fan, so we had to go to the Burnside skateboarding. Oh, Josh is a skateboarding guy?
1: (laughs) Wow. Really? Wow, the things you learn. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's you know, it's a trade-off, right? You see lots of stuff. Or you mm-hmm. you marinate in some place a little bit and yeah, and yeah get to know it better so one.
3: Yeah. I would say, Jenny, you really marinated in the, your story. Like, you really delved into what was going on in your life, and you just absorbed this whole situation that unfolded in front of you.
0: Yeah, I felt like I could write forever about that story. Like, even after I finished it, I'm like, oh, and then, actually, if I focused on that more, that would be even more to think about. <laughs> I mean, I and then finally Jeremy and Angie were really good to work with because they were able oh, to nice. show... You know what's good about it, but then also like just stop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Enough already.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I
0: think
1: I think a part of it is like you're revisiting something when like we we change a lot. You know, like this was a story from
0: twenty years ago. Twenty. Not counting,
1: but twenty-five years ago. Well,
0: yeah, you do count, but. And we're different people. Jeremy's good at math. He is. And he's my, well, you keep track of numbers for me. But yeah, so anyway, it was a long time ago. And I mean, for me, writing is all about discovering something new that you didn't know before. So like things that no one else probably even cared about the story were really interesting to me. Like that insurance thing, revisiting that with my parents that was really, I was like, oh, I get them now. And I didn't for 25 years. I didn't understand, like, why would they do why that? Why would someone
1: take out life insurance on me because I'm traveling overseas? Yeah, like, that and, just seems insulting. But now, well, yeah, at the time yeah. I
0: was kind of like, you know, I'm uh, I'm watching Ava who's, you know, 15. And she's she looks at life kind of in a similar way. Like, you worry too much, you know, just enjoy it'll be fine (laughs) but now you get it and now I get it because if she yeah you 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 want to think about all the possible scenarios of what could go wrong and you know be prepared for them and maybe if you're prepared it won't happen is the idea
1: yeah so this is a you know a lot of the stories from um the last show touched on the idea of hospitality right and this one was certainly about hospitality and someone who showed mm-hmm. us great hospitality
2: mm-hmm.
1: for no reason other than right. he could. Right. right and then we needed it. And uh, which gets into the idea of house guests. Have you guys right. ever like had any crazy house guest experiences where done it was that either couch you,
0: surfing? Yeah or, I've never Can couch you imagine surfed. couch no. surfing? Oh, I mean, it, might be, yeah. it might be it might be weird at our age. I don't know. <laughs> I
4: don't
3: know. it might be, you guys, on the situation
4: I'm totally couch surfing. (laughs) Hope you're ready. And
2: you live across town. (laughs) Staying here for three days.
3: (laughs) When I was in high school, there was a German exchange student that lived uh, like a few blocks away and we got along really well. And then when he returned to Germany, we just sort of stayed in touch. And now with social media, you can do that really easily. And he emailed me a few years ago when we lived in another town and he said hey I'm coming through And I would love it if I could see you. I was like, of course, you can stay for as long as you'd like. And he's like, just two nights, and then I'll keep traveling on. And I said, that's great. And I went downstairs, and I said to my wife, hey, uh, a friend of mine from Germany, or from, he lives in Norway now, is going to come visit for a couple days. And she goes, you haven't seen this guy in 15 years. How (laughs) dare you just invite a stranger into our house? And, like, she kind of came unglued, like, this uncertainty. And it turns out it was the nicest visit ever. He brought... Gifts for our kids, oh. like little troll dolls and books and Norwegian things, and like you know, just entertained our kids because he's a dad too, yeah. and you know, yeah. it was just and it was nice to relive those memories. But the stress between that me saying yes and the arrival was really, well, really you know, awkward. There's
0: this first reaction of, ooh, I don't know if that's a good idea, right? But then once you like just more than likely, it's going to be great. Right. You know, more than likely, it's going to be wonderful. There's got to
3: be way more nice people than serial killers in the world.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> mm. And some of the best. Not was YouTube. <laughs> like, not according to
4: Lifetime.
2: <laughs> seriously,
0: remember when you know we were in our 20s and living in Minneapolis, and we had uh, well, two people who we sort of knew but didn't really know, and they ended up they were doing construction and. Oh yeah, I yeah, think. guys, and
1: guys. We had they, met. Well, we had met one of them, in, I mean, a, in our last class in college. We knew they
0: were safe, but we didn't really, know, we
1: didn't them. really know them. And no. That summer, they were a year younger than us, and we we're working a summer job. And we had just graduated, and we're setting up in Minneapolis. And and uh, one of them reached out to us and said, "Hey, we're we're working construction, and we're going to be in Minneapolis a lot. And sometimes it'll be more convenient if to we if we just stay. stayed over there than drive the hour back." And so we're like, yeah, whenever. And
0: we woke up and made blueberry pancakes for them in the morning, yeah. and they and they are like lifetime friends. Yeah. you know, we end up becoming <laughs> like,
1: super close, yeah. and and like you know, and that wasn't a big risk, but like right you know, think,
0: because we knew they were safe. Yeah,
2: well,
4: part of that is where we live. Like we're literally known for nice like Minnesota nice you know what I mean mm-hmm. it maybe changes depending but it's a on your geography. safe nice though right <laughs> yeah that's what I mean like yeah. maybe we have less serial killers I'm looking at you Wisconsin <laughs> 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 and more nice people
2: <laughs> yeah are really do that right? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I think uh, the whole hospitality thing, though, that it stretches some of us who are more introverted to, to take a risk and to be uncomfortable. And, you know, someone <clears throat> named Shane told me a couple of weeks ago, well, I think if that makes you uncomfortable, that might be a good reason for you to do it. How dare you throw that stuff back <laughs> in my face. I love that you guys are friends. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, listen
3: to there. It's true, though. I mean, I think the more you do kind of let yourself, within the boundaries of common sense and safety, Mm -hmm. let yourself stretch a little bit, you do become a a fuller person on the other end of that experience.
0: Well, and having someone in your home, for an introvert, honestly, is actually kind of nice, because we tend to like social interactions that are more intimate, one-on-one, more real... You know, we want to dive deep.
4: Do you, you know? I feel the opposite is an inter- like. I really? would Way rather go to someone's house because then I can dictate when I can end the social interaction. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like oh. having people at my house and not having them leave oh. is like I start feeling like. So the if walls I ever visit, in. I need to feel smaller. Yeah,
3: it's we're no. real. really gonna have to edit this one. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: honestly, but I feel you like don't. that when no, we come I to I wanna, your no, house. No, like, I want to dive deep. I'm the extrovert,
3: so I'm like I can talk all night. Everybody, see this. Barrel in, and I'm this, like, I have to keep reading the room, like it's time for to leave. No, this is well, this is what
0: will happen if it really is time for you to leave. I will go upstairs and just go to bed. Like she, honestly, no, that's she what did.
4: I do. <laughs> that's that's not quite like a like r- I just kind of go
1: with- She did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> we we moved here really 18 years ago, that. and we. We're trying to get to know people and there was another younger teacher on staff and we didn't really know her too well, but we're like, hey, let's, should we go out? And so we went out with her and her partner and then we came back to our house, right? Mm-hmm. we're having and a nice time. Yeah, but, we're having drinks and ha- having a nice time. And Jenny goes upstairs, I think, to use the bathroom and she never comes <laughs> down. She went to bed. <laughs> 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 so you really will just I disappear. I will.
0: Well, I didn't want to stop the party. I'm thinking. Well, if you guys are enjoying this, go at it. But I'm tired. I'm so still I'm not quite letting you out. Like I trust, back. I trust them in my house. So I mean, so, stay as long as you
4: want. But. I also want to make a note. Jeremy knew exactly how long ago that was. He's the numbers guy. 18 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but in in your defense, <laughs> we're still quite close. I apparently our, didn't yeah, offend anyone. Yeah. No, so we're, we're quite okay. close. Yeah. So we're okay. sometimes it works, and I guess that's the good thing about uh, flexible hospitality, maybe, on both ends. Mm-hmm. So, what is your story called again?
0: No Worries. No
1: Worries. So, uh, here it is. Uh, no Worries by Jenny Greenus.
4: Jenny has been told that she laughs at everything. Even things that aren't funny. <laughs> Which she can't object to. Her favorite days are spent digging in the dirt during the summer with her daughter Ava and watching Grey's Anatomy in the evenings with her daughter Rosa. Then defending that behavior to her husband Jeremy, who doesn't think a 12-year-old should be watching Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Which is fair, but what do you do when you've already reached season 14? (laughs) This is No Worries by Jenny Corey Green.
0: Shortly after giving birth to my first child, I developed a superpower. I see danger everywhere. (laughs) Many mothers have this ability. I'm not alone. The belief is this superpower protects me and keeps those I love safe. It protects me from all sorts of bad things, blood clots, teenage-induced car accidents, winter driving, rabid bats. Are first on my list. For the little ones in my life, their fingers never get shut indoors, cars never run over them, dogs don't randomly attack, and childhood cancer doesn't exist. If I can imagine it, think it through, then it won't really happen. If I think the idea to its death, I can conquer it. This superpower also makes me certifiably crazy. (laughs) I feel fortunate that my anxiety doesn't seep into the daytime hours, but at night my mind races with all the people I need to protect. And I often have trouble sleeping if the environment isn't perfect for me. And by perfect, I mean electric blankets, silence, a door that closes, reading materials, foam pillow, my girls tucked in, no major health issues for anyone I love. I won't be applying for Survivor anytime soon. I haven't always been like this. When I was 20, love that age, I traveled Europe with Jeremy, my then sexy boyfriend, my now sexy husband. I was excited about the adventure. My parents, they took out a life insurance policy on me. In my mind, they gambled that I wouldn't make it back alive. But it was the 90s, another time. No smartphones, just imagine that. A Let's Go Europe book, a year pass to ride the trains at all hours, which often meant the train was our hotel for the evening. We had no plans, no commitments, no reservations made at the best restaurants. For the most part, it worked. We slept with our passports and traveler's checks tucked down our pants. We'd wake up if anyone went digging around down there, right? That was the hope. I had nothing to keep track of except Jeremy. I almost lost him once. He left his baseball hat on the train we had been riding from Zurich to Florence and went back on to grab it because, you know, it's so important. The train started moving, and he was still cruising through cars, looking under seats for his stupid hat. We had no plan for what would happen if we were separated. Luckily, he jumped off just in time. So again, no real worries. No real worries. Two weeks into our month of worry-free travel, we were heading back to the continent with, after spending New Year's in Ireland. We exited the ship in Cherbourg, France, equipped with our backpacks and an extra traveling companion we'd met on the boat. He was really nice and had entertained us with lots of stories on the way over. We hadn't really discussed future plans, but he was apparently sticking with us for the time being. His name was Ted, but I never caught a last name, just Ted. Later, my police report went like this. He had sandy blonde, short hair, a shaggy beard, slight build, late 20s, maybe a touch older, and he seemed a little shifty. But nice enough, we never saw it coming. No, no. There was no report. Ted was fun. But there was something a little shady about him. He'd been traveling solo for months and was clearly thirsty for companionship, but really, we didn't know what Ted wanted. We all, what we all needed at the time was a place to sleep for the night. It was late when we landed, cold, dark, and raining, and we couldn't find shelter. The hostel that was supposed to be right off the harbor was closed. No lights, no signs of life. So we followed another group of American students, stuck in the same dilemma. Eventually, they opted for an expensive hotel, one we couldn't afford. We still had two weeks of travel ahead of us and weren't even traveling with credit cards. We couldn't risk running out of money. For a while, our spirits were up. I mean, we were in romantic France. Just me, my love, Jeremy, and Ted. Tired and hungry, we walked for what seemed a very long time when we encountered Bruno, a young Frenchman wearing a black leather jacket and crazy, wild, curly, dark hair he could have filled in as a member of the Ramones. He didn't speak much English because, hello, he's French. And we didn't speak any French because, hello, we were stupid American tourists. But through playing charades and our basic human connection, we successfully conveyed that we needed a place to sleep for the night. Bruno motioned for us to follow him home. When we arrived at his apartment, an extremely small space with a kitchen, living room, and bathroom, he locked Jeremy and me in the bathroom and dismembered Ted just outside the door. Ted was not quiet about it. The sounds still haunt me. No. That's not what happened. But it could have. What really happened was he invited us to sit on his couch, the only furniture in his apartment, and showed us his prized possessions, a family photo album with startling few photos in it, a wooden box with rocks, buttons, ticket stubs, coins, condoms, all the keepsakes that really meant something to him. (laughs) He motioned, suggesting that we should pick one out to keep for ourselves. (laughs) Maybe later, we said. (laughs) Trying not to offend. Then he left the room, briefly, returning with a big smile on his face and his surprisingly large sausage in his hand. I think it was sausage, (laughs) or a log of salami, or something of that nature. I'm not well versed in cured meats. This sausage had been the lone item in his crappy little refrigerator. No milk, no mustard, no smelly cheese, or even a baguette. Was he even French? (laughs) Nothing. We felt bad consuming the last of his food, but he was very insistent, so we ate and enjoyed. It was getting late, so we asked if we could sleep. Bruno directed us to his kitchen floor. I grabbed my thin cotton sleep sack, which I typically used as a barrier between my body and the sketchy sheets and sleeping surfaces we'd encountered on our travels, and lay down on the linoleum next to my love, Jeremy, and Ted. I didn't think about the dirty floor, the bugs, or even Ted. I didn't feel cold. I just crashed. At 3 a.m., a really jazzed Bruno woke us up to ask if we would like to go get high with him. (laughs) Again, we didn't speak the same language, but he pretended to smoke an invisible joint while making his eyes all buggy and motioning to the door. Jeremy and I didn't go. Ted definitely went. He was absolutely tickled to be asked. And that was the last I saw of Ted, for real this time. When we woke in the morning, Bruno still wasn't back. We dropped some money on his counter and left without saying goodbye. It is with deep regret that Bruno never received a thank you letter though his example of hospitality is the greatest I've ever experienced, probably because he gave us what we really needed, shelter, the warmth of his heart on a cold, rainy night, and sausage. (laughs) I'm embarrassed to say that today I am the princess and the pea, the one who would not have slept at all on Bruno's floor. I never wanted to be a princess, but here I am. I notice everything, every noise, every discomfort, every worry. I house it all in this body. What I need right now is different from what I needed then, and what I will need in the future will be different from what I need right now. Needs change. Bruno was so good at seeing what needs were right in front of him and generously helping with those needs. In our world with lots of wants, we aren't always so good at tending to the real needs that people have. So at night, I spend too much attention thinking about needs. I house Lemony snicket series of unfortunate events in my head night after night, trying to predict life events that could take terrible turns, even though they haven't yet. It has been with sincere effort that I try to release this idea. No longer responsible for everyone's health, everyone's happiness. No longer giving my worries shelter late at night.
1: The Give Me Shelter Story Show is produced by Angie Zoller-Barker and me, Jeremy Corey Greens. Please check out our webpage at thestoryshow.org And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Story Show, in quotes, and you'll find us. Thanks.